0: Hi, welcome to Tube to Table, the podcast about helping tube fed kids become happy and healthy eaters. Every week, we will dive into the basics of tube weaning to help unravel the conflicting information families get from doctors, therapists, friends, and family. I'm Jenny, a feeding
1: therapist, mom, and food lover. And I'm Heidi. I'm also a feeding therapist, and I love sharing meals with friends and family and helping kids learn to eat. Come with us as we share practical tips and provide real-world expert advice so that parents can help their little ones start their journey from feeding tube to family table. Hi, and welcome to the Tube to Table podcast. This is Heidi, and I am so happy to be on here with Maggie, who is Joe's mom. And um, it's been super fun to catch up with you for the last few minutes while we were getting ready because, um, gosh, it's been over six months, I Mm -hmm. think, right? Since we first... It'll be a year in July. Oh, my gosh. That's a long time. Yep. I know. So it's so fun to see you and hear your voice. Um, so one of the things that I think parents um, find really helpful, and and me too, is just to have you talk a little bit about Joe and about how he got the tube and the little bit of the journey that you've um, been on before we met and and kind of a little about about your story. Do you mind doing that real quick?
0: Sure. So Joe is almost three and a half now. um. Gosh. So when he was born, we had some idea that he um, had some cardiac uh, heart defects, but um, we weren't aware how complex they were. And so he is a complex congenital heart defect kiddo. Um, So when he was born, we came home from the hospital and um, feeding was kind of always a struggle from the beginning. And he did um, nurse and bottle feed to begin with, but because of his heart defects, it just became way too much work for him. So by the time he was six weeks old, we ended up with an NG tube first. And then um, we ended up with the G tube when he was about seven months old. Mm. Um, tube feeding for us was always a struggle. Hindsight being 2020, one of his biggest um, cardiac symptoms for heart failure is feeding intolerance. Um, but again, Joe has always been a little bit um, a little bit different, a little bit of a mystery. Um, <laughs> It wasn't really clear how bad his heart defects were probably until um about a year ago when he had his last surgery. So um we struggled with the tube feeding where he was vomiting about five times a day when he was on it. Um we ha- were on a um every three hour for seven feeds a day schedule until he was um over a year old. So it was it was very difficult. <laughs> um And we started looking, of course, we started doing feeding therapy probably when he was about four or five months old. Um, Again, because it wasn't really clear that these were so, it was cardiologies um, or cardiac issues causing the feeding intolerance and the feeding issues. Like we were sent to GI. Um, He's had the million dollar GI workup. Um, There's nothing wrong with him GI wise. Uh, So, you know, people just didn't seem to really understand why feeding was so difficult for him and why. Um He wasn't able to tolerate these tube beads, you know the volume really shouldn't have been an issue because, um, I don't think we were ever really above eight ounces per feed, and you know i like you know a six month old should be able to
1: eat, eat. right <laughs> and I think probably a lot of families here, and for a lot of families, it is true that the tube itself can cause some problems, mm-hmm. so that was probably in the back. It of was. everyone's mind too. Is yeah. this could be tube related? This could be, you know, there's there's a lot of factors that play and that makes it more complicated to yep. figure out. Yep. And then we, you know, people fiddled with like the
0: volume, like how we were giving, it, you know, through the pump, through gravity, different formulas. We were on every single formula. We ended up on Neo because it was, oh, maybe he has a milk allergy and just everything you can imagine. And then we got sent to feeding therapy the first time when he was between, I think it was actually before he was PA banded. So mm-hmm. he was um, probably around four months old, um, and in the first feeding, therapist defense. I, it was probably really unsafe. Like at that point, he had a respiratory rate of around sixty, um, sometimes up to eighty, and so he really we shouldn't have been trying to probably feed him. Um, and he just you know wasn't interested. And even during the tube feeds, he would just scream and cry, and it was just it was terrible. Some of it I've like blocked out. And I tried to think
1: about it. <laughs> for sure.
0: Um, so after he was pa banded around four months, his breathing got better, um, and in general, like he seemed to do be, be doing better. He was, despite the vomiting, he was growing on the tube feeds, which like, you know blew my mind. I was like, how can you throw up so much and still gain weight? Um, and so, you know, that I guess was at like the six month mark, and um, after that, like I started to become like very hyper focused on the feeding. Um, Because, I mean, the cardiac stuff is always scary, um, but the feeding stuff is what day-to-day was influencing our life. It was what, I mean, we were at home, but I felt like we couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't do anything. Um, And it didn't make sense to me, like, why he couldn't eat. So um, we, you know, started asking around, doing our research um, for local resources, and we were told to go to a different feeding therapist, which we switched to probably around, by the time we got in, it was around 10 months old, I want to say. Um, and it was, so the first feeding therapist we were with, I think saw him as like very sick child and like, wasn't ready to like tackle it. And she also, um, you she was a bit younger and she felt like she didn't, you know, I don't know how much experience she had with kids like Joe per se, and then also she felt like she kept saying to me, "We just have to wait till he's older so that we can reason with him." And um, I do work in pediatrics; I'm a nurse practitioner. Um, and all I could think was, "At what age can you reason with? It's a very long time. It's really old. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can't reason with some adults. So I was just thinking that, <laughs> yeah." So, um, next we went to, so we switched to this, um, feeding therapist locally who, um, you know, people say that this is who you go to, to get your child to eat. And, um, so the first meeting with her, she did say, you know, I will get your child to eat. Like, you just have to do exactly what I say. Um, but her timeline was that, um, he would eat by the time he went to school. And again, like at this point, he's not even a year old. And I'm thinking like, why is he not going to eat until he goes to school? Like, I mean, because I think she was talking about kindergarten. Um, and then when I would ask other people around the hospital to a lot of people said, um, he'll eat when he's around other kids and he sees them eating and he'll want to do the same thing. Well, Joe's been weaned now for almost a year. And I can still tell you he doesn't care what another kid is eating. Like that doesn't, mm-hmm. that doesn't motivate him. So, like, banking on that, like, wasn't going to work. Um, but I we, I was at a point of desperation, even when we switched feeding therapists, where I was going to do, like, anything they said because I just wanted him to eat. Um, and another, like, vivid memory, we were just talking before we got on about, like, his big cheeks. Um, so the first, so I have a round face, and Joe still has big cheeks. In um, the first visit, she, like, very, she was very serious in general, but she was, like, um he can't part of his problem is that his cheeks are too big and that the tissue hasn't broken up and so have you been doing massage on his cheeks and I was like no but and so I went home and I was massaging his cheeks oh joe multiple times a day and I remember telling this to a friend and she was like what are you doing and and I was like well that's what she said I need to do and she was like oh okay if that do you think that's going to help And, um, I had another cardiac friend, um, who lives out of state who we've connected with on social media, who was having, you know, she also, her child also had feeding issues and her cheeks were big too. So I told her, I was like, you probably need to be massaging her cheeks. (laughs) I know, I would do anything at that point. (laughs) So, um, so then, so we, we had started doing this feeding therapy. Um, again, like, you know, you have somebody, like, saying, like, I'm going to I'm gonna make your kid eat. Like, so, like, I was going to do anything. I switched all his therapy there because she said it would be best to, like, do his physical therapy there first to work up an appetite for him um, to be able to do feeding <laughs> therapy. It was a lot. So um, while I was doing that, I also – actually, this friend of mine from social media who um, has a cardiac kid, um, she had found – um like a an online tube weaning program mm-hmm. um and we this was like the first i'd ever heard of something like that um i had heard of some other programs that i knew would never fly with our medical team that were um you know pretty intense or drastic and i i also wouldn't again like I, if i wasn't going to like i wouldn't recommend it to a patient i was certainly not going to do it like with my right. own child um <laughs> So it was, like, something I'd never heard of. And it was the first time I'd ever really heard of, like, tube weaning or this, like, approach um, where it's more of, like, a gradual approach. So, again, um, it was, you know, it was more of, like, a do-it-yourself thing at home. But, like, we still, um, you know, I don't know if anyone thought it was a good idea at that point. Like, everybody wanted Joe to stop vomiting. But I'm not sure I even, like, thought he was truly ready. But, like, I didn't really need um I just needed somebody to say it was okay. And so I asked cardiology and they were like, Oh yeah, I guess you could try it. But like, we weren't in a place where he could like lose weight. Cause we, cause he was finally gaining weight, but right. we worked so hard to get there. Um, but anyway, they said, you can try it. Um, and then I remember talking to my pediatrician about it, like after we had kind of already like paid for it and started it. And he was like, he's not a kid that can at this point, like lose a lot of weight. Like you're, you can try it, but like we really need to watch him closely um and then the feeding therapist we were working with at the time like thinks that thought that any kind of program like that was um not okay to do like i don't think she supports any sort of program like that um she had more of like the philosophy that he was going to need to eat anything uh before we could take like he had to replace the calories calorie for mm-hmm. calorie before we could like cut back on beets so um it's a very long story to get to You're doing great we did try this um The other approach, it was really hard to do it on your own. And um, I certainly didn't trust Joe at all, um, but I didn't trust myself either in like knowing what was right to do and how quick to go. Um, And so when we initially did their first and I was doing this at the same time also as my cardiac friend Um, and we got so our kids both have feeding issues, but like very different feeding issues. They're very different kids but we had pretty much the same plan um, and we kind of ran into the same struggles um, or any kind of struggle that we went through with it. It was a very frustrating process because we felt like um, we didn't necessarily have the support that we needed. And um, any question was like, you just need to calm down. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. And like, I probably did need to calm down, but um, it probably wasn't going to be fine
1: either. <laughs> but, but, and you're, let me just jump in there real quick and just say, Megan, you're very – competent and you're a very confident person and you're a nurse practitioner, but but that's hard. Like it's really hard you when it's a kid. No, and I didn't have any experience
0: in it. You know, it's not that I didn't take care of kids who had and this was a, a question friends and family asked me all the time, like well didn't you take care of kids on two feeds? Yes, but first of all I usually took care of older kids who and I do oncology, so they had been eating we were we knew why they weren't eating. They were sick from you know, chemotherapy. And at the end of chemotherapy, we stopped the tube feeds and they ate again. And so I had no experience with a kid who really never ate before or who like didn't tolerate feeds like this. So, um, but you know, it was, this, it was at least an opportunity where I felt like, okay, like this is an option. It showed me that it does work for some people. So I did that first cut and he actually stopped um, vomiting And he actually like gained more weight. And I thought that I was like the best mother in the world because I was like, look at me. I'm tube weaning. And you you are. (laughs) Um, And then it was just really hard because again, like not having that support because I had a feeding therapist who was telling me like this was dangerous. And um, I just didn't, you know, and I was so afraid of him losing weight. So it was just a really stressful process. Um, And we continued to wean just very, very slowly, which again, in hindsight, probably like was a disservice to Joe, because he never really caught on to it. Like he never, never acted hungry. He never wanted to eat. Um, We actually had gotten into this pattern where I would put this one episode of Sesame Street on where Elmo's dad, um, they have friends over and they have pizza for dinner and they sing a song. And I would put that one episode on. And he would watch it and I would shovel either yogurt or um like anything that was like soft that he could just swallow without chewing into his mouth as fast as I could to get and that's, like to get him to eat. And I like was calculating every single calorie that he was taking. And um uh, I mean Joe will not watch Sesame Street to this day because I think I traumatized him. Like he doesn't like Elmo. <laughs> and then I can remember also during this process like going to a friend's house. Um, and I brought the yogurt because I like, that was one thing I knew, like, you know, he wasn't going to eat. He really did not eat very, a wide variety at all at that point. And, um, and I was sitting there shoveling the, the yogurt in his mouth. And my friend said, do you know that you're moving your mouth? Like you're eating it too. It, it, Cause I would get so intense about it. And I was like, it's fine. It's fine.
1: I'm laughing at my head. I'm picturing this.
0: Actually. I think I had like TMJ from doing this all. So. <laughs> From trying to feed him. So needless to say that like in the long run that wasn't successful. When we finally got him off of tube feeds, he'd never gained weight on his own. Um, I had kind of become the feeding tube. Like we just constantly had to try to like force feed him. It was very stressful. Um, and then again, like unbeknownst to us, like his heart was, you know, really still working really hard. So we went he was um 19 pounds probably for uh like over a year. And um So, when we had his second surgery, he was shy of two years old and still 19 pounds. And I can look back now and like see those pictures and see how poor he looked. So, of course, um, after surgery, they were, and I didn't fight this. I like, I'm not like anti tube feeds. Like, he definitely needed them. Like, so it was really quick to put him back
1: on the tube feeds. And I think, you know, that's around like, so after that is around the time when I, met you and we started talking and talked to his doctor Mm -hmm. and the pediatrician had had a lot of questions about his heart leading up. And that was super informational, super, you know, that was helpful information for us as we entered into this process of having him say, I know Joe, I know his heart Mm -hmm. and I know that he's in a better place now. And it validated, I think his concerns earlier Mm -hmm. because he'd seen some of these things coming up. And that, I think that gave me a lot of, um, Relief, and I think it probably added some to you, to your comfort of saying that this doctor was looking at him all along, and he was totally okay with with him doing this because we explained what we were doing, right? Right. So he actually got to be involved that time. So our pe- we have
0: an excellent pediatrician,
1: mm-hmm.
0: He's, like, he's know, a
1: great
0: yeah. And he's like really what you need when you have a complex medical child, like where he can really like see the big picture. But he um, he was definitely the he's the one that follows him the closest. Um, sees him the most, follows Mm -hmm. his weight, follows his growth the most. Um, And I think that he, you know, when we tried it before, it was um, not as open, you know, and not explained to him. And it was actually just like a very different approach. And so I think that he felt like Joe was in a better place and he was like very, very
1: comfortable with the program. He thought that Joe would be safe and Joe would succeed this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was really helpful um, for sure. And I think, you know, I loved having that interaction with him and knowing that when we were done, that he was going to mm-hmm. be the one who had heard everything we talked about and, you know, heard those things and and was on the same page with you. And that was, I think, really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, yeah, I just enjoyed talking yeah. to him and talking to you and working all that stuff out for sure. Um, so, so we right now in the story, Joe had quit, like, after his second surgery, he never picked his eating back up again, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he just was... No, he wouldn't eat, he wouldn't drink. Um, and so we he was like, yeah, he didn't really have any interest in food, right?
0: No, no, he wasn't, like, fighting it. Like, every so often, he would take, like, one bite of something, and it would be, like, really exciting. Um, and he... So when we first went back on the tube peas after surgery, like, he did okay with them, and then is, like, you know we kind of had a rocky road for like about like two months afterwards and then finally got to a a better place. Um, but he, by then was not at all interested. Like he had had a period again of vomiting a lot with his two beads. Um, and then that was like on and off again until we actually started the wean, but he eventually, he was in a much better place cardiac wise, but we like still just weren't getting anywhere. Um, and again, You know, this isn't like we have an excellent medical team and like we they are so supportive. And um, I would never do anything where I'm not like working uh, with them and that they aren't in agreement with what we're doing. Uh, It's just that for like tube weaning, uh, again, it's just not something that you learn about like when you're becoming a nurse practitioner or a doctor. And so, uh, you know, the idea would be like, oh, let's just hold his feeds for a couple days and see if he starts eating. And like, you know, that would never. And then, you know, he had one day to eat and I'm like, right. that's never going to, that's not going to work. Yeah. Um, so once we were like really uh, stable, actually a friend had told me about uh, you, she, she had just, she knows you personally. Mm-hmm. And she asked me if I'd ever heard of this company. And I said, no, I, I think it's not even, I don't even know where it's like, cause I thought you guys were only in uh, Virginia. Virginia and I had to go to Virginia. And I was like, I can't imagine like going, and I didn't know if I'd stay in a hotel or if, like, it's a facility or right. whatever. But then, as we learned more about it, um, it just was, you know, the fact that it's like home based, very personalized,
1: mm-hmm. um, you know, it seemed like the best match for Joe. And it worked out great that we're in the same city. city so yeah. we can go to lunch sometimes, which is yeah. a treat for me. Actually, I love it. Um, so, you know, jumping back, this may be a good time to jump into what, so when we did the wean, we talked to the doctor and mm-hmm. we made the plan that we were going to go ahead with this. And, um, I think one of the things that struck you a lot, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions mm-hmm. about what you learned in that process, but leading up to the wean, what were your meals like before? And then what was, what were the meals like as we went through this? Like, what were some of the differences you saw in what you guys did and the differences in what Joe did at a meal? So I think that um, the biggest thing we learned was
0: how much pressure we were putting on him, not knowingly. Um, so pre wean, um, I mean we, you know, we we did have meal times, but it was a lot of like staring at him, um, you know, very intensely, and asking him, you know, oh, do you want this? Do you want this? And the answer was always no. And he, you know, he was at least comfortable enough with us, um, that he could tolerate that, but we could never go anywhere where there was food. So, um, uh, one of the long lasting side effects of our feeding therapy was that Joe is exquisitely, um, sensitive to pressure, uh, and it's pressure that people don't even know they're putting on him. Like, um, if you said the word yum, like he would melt, like he would just cry, Oh, I forgot about that. Yummy. And I mean, just, just, he'd walk away. And, um, I mean, we think it's because in feeding therapy, they would sit him in that, in the high chair and like try to feed him. Well, and they'd be like, yum, yum, yum. As they're like trying to force feed him. And he, so he had like this total aversion to, um. The word yum. yum, Yeah. To yum or to like people wanting him to eat. And so, Mm -hmm. um. Our meal times, like we could at least get him to sit there, and um, like he maybe would have like a bite or two, but he wasn't interested. He would try to like walk off. Uh, if we added any extra people, typically that was like way too much. Where
1: he didn't even want to like sit with us. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember the picnic party. I, do. <laughs> in the I do remember the picnic party. That was like right in the middle, right? And I it think it was like right when it, we started. Maybe re- for the first week. But um, it was yeah. And it was Joe's worst nightmare. It was like so some friends had a, a cute idea of a picnic birthday party for one of the kids and they had a picnic box ordered for everybody. Mm-hmm. And it really was Joe's worst nightmare yeah. to have all that food attention paid and on it. Everyone
0: him. had to sit they right. all were gonna sit together to eat. But I guess yeah. so. We had started the wean, and so I don't know if you remember. Like right before the wean, like he had like quit everything, and so I was like, "Do like postpone? Like this is terrible." And you were like, "No, this is great. Like just give him a break.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, it might just be what he needs." And so I think we'd actually like right before the wean um, stopped even Beating like therapy. trying to do anything. Yeah, yeah. We stopped feeding therapy altogether. At that point, like we had, they had like a, we had after the hospitalization people. People said that, like, oh, they thought he had sensory issues, that that's mm-hmm. why he didn't eat, because he didn't like to dip things. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, like, loves to make – he always loved to make a mess. And so then the new right. therapist that had just come before we had decided to do the wean was like, I've never seen a sensory
1: kid that will – like a kid with sensory issues that does all this. Like none of it made sense to her either. That's food. It wasn't all messy things. Right. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. why she was saying she it didn't make sense that it was sensory because yeah. he would do this and this and this, but not dip food. Yeah. He, just, he still didn't yeah. dip really. Yeah. So but, he uh, had a good break before yeah. we started mm-hmm. and just stopped everything, which probably was really tough for you as a mom mm-hmm. of saying, Oh my gosh, we're taking a break. But then we started the wean and we started decreasing his calories. Mm-hmm. And Kind of what, tell me a little bit about what you saw in the beginning with him when we started. So in the beginning, you know, when we first cut it, started, when we first
0: started cutting the feeds, like he really mm-hmm. wasn't interested still. Um, but we weren't trying that hard until the day that you came. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was kind of happy, I think, that we weren't. Harassing. Yeah, us he was too. Yeah, <laughs> he was really kind of glad for the break of not, yeah. you
1: know, having to sit with me going, do you want a green bean? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think he enjoyed that break. And I think, you know, the decreasing calories, a lot of kids actually like that, too. Yeah, and
0: I think it was a little bit more comfortable, too, Uh um, because we Uh might have been overfeeding him at that point, because I think we were still on, like, a very bizarre schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the first day that you came, I remember you saying, like, oh, let's make him some toast. And I said, he's not going to eat toast, but okay.
1: Whatever you say, Heidi. Yeah, okay. i this Hi, road. You know, Like
0: we're really good at wasting food, so <laughs> <laughs> and um and I remember how calm you were and uh you know, like you like truly were ignoring him. Because I always like felt like I was ignoring him, but I really wasn't. Um like you know, I was consciously trying to be like, Look at me, I'm not watching you, but I am. Yeah. <laughs> um but I remember like putting down the toast. And like you had started eating the toast and I think I was too. And then he randomly like took a bite of the toast. And I was like, this is magic. <laughs> Ignoring words. Yeah. Um, and I just didn't expect that at all. Like it, it wasn't anything that he had had before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think the break helped. And uh, again, you know, it wasn't, every day wasn't easy, but it surprised me. Um You know, following the rules, you know, how much, how he did like pick up pretty quickly, at least eating something. And I think something that had, still loves yogurt. Um, (laughs) But he had, I think something like really we had missed the last time is that he never got hungry. And having you there with us, you cut, you know, you would like cut the feeds each day way quicker than I ever would have had the confidence to do on my own. And that actually, Mm I, I mean, you know, that's actually like really what he needed because he just, I think you had told me after you saw his video that it was just that he looked like a kid who just had no idea why we were trying to feed him like, mm-hmm. he didn't get it. Um, and so I think it was like the first time he was ever hungry. And I think he was
1: able to like make that connection, thankfully, like pretty quickly. Right. And I I remember having this conversation with you in the beginning of saying that we needed to really not offer too mm-hmm. much and really read his cues and make sure he was asking for the food and getting hungry mm-hmm. before we offered him anything because we didn't want to. our, We really had to fight against rescuing him from that feeling of hunger that was actually the prompt that he needed. I still have the post it note on my fridge that you wrote make sure he's hungry.
0: <laughs> Nothing it now because he like tells us he's hungry all the time now, but <laughs> that's but so funny. I like, I like to know where we came from. I love that. I guess we were, it was probably, I think one week into the week that we had the picnic party and we had talked about it and I was like, do we not go? And you were like, I think it's okay to go. And so we go and turn up Joe's worst nightmare. As soon as we get there, all the kids were like getting their baskets to like sit on the floor. And Joe was like, I'm not, like, he was not going to sit with them. Um, and then, so he like went off to play because there was no sitting with them. And I had packed him those letter cookies because he liked those trade I love cookies. those letter cookies. He did. And some grapes. And then like, you know, the kids had the, it got time to be like, um, it was time for the cupcakes. And he wasn't going to have any part of that either. And so we had to like go sit in another room so he could have a snack. But he was still like, I mean, it's terrible. Like those were the things that were so hard when he was on two and like had this terrible fear of other people like making Mm -hmm. him eat like those were the things that were so hard about like going to those birthday parties it's like the parts like where you feel like really abnormal that he can't Mm -hmm. live in the same room but it was still like a little bit of a victory that like he ate something and I think and that was another thing that was so helpful that you know you want it all at once and like having you there with us for like the Mm -hmm. the intense part of the wean of you like reminding us of like the small victories that we were having along the way
1: that he ate in the other room. Yes. Instead so of he, not he well. eating. Yeah. 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 So he didn't have to like leave to go do a tube feed. <laughs> right. Right. Which is a big deal. Yeah. Um, And I think, you know, those are some of my favorite memories about Joe is he does like latch on to stuff mm-hmm. and he does like, once this was deemed safe, it, it stuck for him like yogurt. Mm-hmm. Like I, <laughs> I, I think of that day during the weaned, how many yogurts did he eat? Like. Oh, fourteen! Yes, yes. Oh, yes, he did. It was so many, and you were like, "Okay, we can cut the feed." <laughs> let's let's maybe try something different now. <laughs> um, but you know, that's where it was helpful for me to have to work with a parent too, mm-hmm. and for us to work together to say, "Okay, yes, we want him to eat the yogurt, but let's remember we have other goals, mm-hmm. um, and that is okay for him to have some times when." He doesn't get to have the yogurt that he really, really wants. And that's a balance. Like, that's something that mm-hmm. we had to navigate together of how does he act in other situations when you try and say, yes, you don't get what you want, you know, and navigate that. That's like a, a big challenge. And it's not just a yes or no, all or nothing answer mm-hmm. that we needed to talk about what we wanted Um what we wanted to happen in that situation right. um, and, and how to do it in the future. You know, what if it's yeah. not yogurt next time? What if it's letter cookies? Yeah. Which it also was sometimes because, <laughs> and those little egg things with the, <laughs> the joy, what are those little? Oh, the kinder eggs. The kinder eggs. Yeah. That he was totally stuck on. Um, so we talked a little bit about what was, so maybe just what was harder than what you thought and what was easier than what you thought okay. when we were going into this? Well,
0: harder, um, it was harder to let go of the control of, you know, when you have a child who's been sick, you know, even like, the, I think one of the things about feeding that is always so hard for parents is that like, you feel like, I can't control anything else, but I should be able to feed my child. Mm-hmm. And so then you, like, I became, I was so obsessive about it, but I was at least like controlling how much it was like going into him. And actually, right before the wean, when you were like, take a break, um, you know, from trying to feed him, doctor or pediatrician had said, one day he called me. and I was like, he's throwing up and he was like, what are you doing right now? I said, I'm feeding. I'm, I'm doing a tube feed. And he was like, why are you just stop? Just stop. <laughs> so that was like a very hard part for me to like, to let go of that and give up that control and learn to try
1: right. him. And see yourself. Like you said something a minute ago about... You were staring at him more than you thought, Mm -hmm. and you were just, you wanted it to happen so badly. Your mouth was moving. Like you were, you were like in Joe's head almost trying to make Mm -hmm. it happen to the best of your ability. I can see where that would be. Yeah. Yeah. That's not just you. Yeah. You know, I've told you that, right? That's not just you.
0: Right. Um, It's hard to learn to trust them too that they can do it because so for so long they couldn't. And then also with like, you know, him wanting to eat like 14 yogurts, it was actually like really hard to say no to any of that and like set those boundaries um, because it's just so exciting that he wants to eat, you know, that you want, like, I would want to give him anything.
1: <laughs> oh, you want, to eat, you want to eat chocolate? Okay. Right. That's great. <laughs> yeah. And some of that's okay. Like that was something that we talked about together. Like there's a point in which 14 yogurts are okay. And there's a point at which the boundary is more helpful than an additional yogurt. Mm-hmm. But not doing it too soon, you know that was that was something that we played with a little bit. I think during that time, different things at different times to see what worked best for him. Um, is there anything else that was hard, or can I ask you what was easier than you thought? Um,
0: I can't think of anything else that was harder. Okay. Than I thought easier. I mean, I didn't think it was going to work. Honestly, I was like, gosh, we're going to like, you know, nothing Spent else, else is better. All these days, and yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, oh, they okay. like, you know, gosh, like we're going to be the ones that ruin their numbers. <laughs> 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 That's right. Uh, I was surprised like how well he took to it. And, um, you know, because some, some of it just like seems so common sense, like why we hadn't like thought to do this sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, so that yeah. was like easier.
1: Um, I think just how well he did. Yeah, he did great. As what did you learn about him? Did you learn new stuff about him in this? Oh, yeah, definitely. We learned a lot.
0: Um, so one thing that, so, I mean, I would always say that Joe is strong. Like, he's resilient and strong and, like, a, you know, very brave kid. You know, but one of the first, one of the times you were here, like, in the first few days, you said to me, like, he's so, I look at him and he's just this sturdy toddler And I know that you probably, you just see this fragile kid. And it was the first time I think anyone had said that to me. It was something I think I really needed to hear because to me, he has just been this like medically fragile kid that I've like wanted to bubble wrap. Mm -hmm. And I think going through this process, like showed me that, you know, he is this, he is sturdy. He is, it like gave us like some normalcy probably for the first Mm -hmm. time where he at the end, like was more like a regular kid and he's going to, hopefully be this normal kid that goes to school and, you know, eats like the other kids and does things the other kids do and can be just like a regular mm-hmm. kid.
1: One of my favorite pictures of Joe that you sent me, because you take awesome pictures of Joe, is when he walked into his mother's day out with that big backpack on. <laughs> yeah. Like he was just a big boy, mm-hmm. you know, he was just big, you know, I mean, not physically big, but just like, He's little stuff. He, <laughs> yeah, but he just, Going to school, you know, going to mom's morning out, and he just was had this big backpack and off to school he went. Yeah, Um, yeah, it was about a
0: month or so after the wean, and it just all seemed like so like we'd signed him up, but it just seemed like such a reach. And I think I remember like in the beginning of the wean, like telling it like I mean, what are we going to do? Like, we're like, do I pick him up? Like, this is you know, how will he ever eat there? And you know, like this process like just made him made us able to do like just regular things and you know, go to birthday parties and he sits with the other kids and like the first time we went to a birthday party after the ween and he like licked a cupcake. I mean, I think it was like in October Mm -hmm. It was our first birthday party. We were invited to it since the ween. And my friend who like noticed me like chewing with him, uh, you know, back, yeah, it was like, you know, a year ago or so prior to it, she was like, she was like, Oh my God, like look at him he's eating a cup. it was such a big deal like that he Uh sat right with the other kids and was able to do that so that was like more than like eating it was just such like coming out of the wean it just like felt like we were going to be okay and yeah
1: is there a moment that you remember when you're like oh my gosh he's he's an eater he's doing this or is there like I remember some texts and some pictures is there anything that stands out or can I say a couple that I thought of you can say, I would okay. Chick fil A. Oh my gosh,
0: that was, that's still the best thing ever. He <laughs> <laughs> sent me a picture, and Christine sent me a picture too. Yeah. Said he's eating. And the, that was huge. Like, that's what I had yeah. told you. Like, when we were doing the lean, I was like, all I want is to be able to go to Chick fil A for lunch <laughs> and
1: take toe Yeah. 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 Um, oh my gosh. That just makes
0: well pre-quarantine every week he would go to chick-fil-a now Uh and like loves it i mean those are like big things like being able to go places like we never felt like we could go anywhere with him and that of course like didn't happen right away in that in like the 10 days of the intense wean, right that took time but like still like the like the way that he got there is still like so impressive to me i think i don't know if you remember when we went to buffalo in august uh huh. Yeah, oh so yeah. After the ween, and my friend's mom, God love her, like could not stop saying yum. Oh yeah. And he like picked up his plate and walked away, and like took it out to another room to eat because she wouldn't
1: <laughs> stop. And you were like, "That's actually really smart." It is. Like it's a good strategy. I can't mm-hmm. stand the yum. Yeah. Like everybody had a hard time oh, learning yeah. to not and say yum. Didn't even realize real. it, and we kept saying to her, "Stop!" And she was like, "What? What? I'm not doing anything." But. The difference was, in the past, he would have left. And this time, he took his plate and yeah. left. He would he have cried like, and fell apart, and it would have been the end of the meeting before.
0: Right. But this time, he did it. And now he yeah. says, yum. Yeah, he'll tell me something's yummy. I didn't like, know that. Yeah, yeah. That's a big deal. Like, it doesn't bother him at all anymore. Like yeah. People saying stuff, like, we, um, we, which is, like, a drive-by, like, happy birthday to somebody. And, you know, they would like, given him, like, a cupcake through window and he was like eating like licking the frosting and like a my friend's husband was like oh yeah isn't that so good and joe was like it is yes
1: awesome he's so big oh my gosh Um, so i um i don't want to cut you off because this is actually such a treat for me and when quarantine is over i want to go to lunch again um but i think if um Do you have anything, if families were thinking about this, is there anything for kids on tube feeds, anything for kids thinking about a wean, struggling with some of the stuff? Is there any advice you would give them? A couple things you would say? What do Uh, you think? Yes, first of all, hang in there. It's so
0: hard. Uh, I don't think people know how hard it is unless you're living it. Um, When it comes to weaning, don't do it by yourself. Uh, I think that having support made all the difference. Having somebody in the room and guiding you or you know, very closely working with you made a huge difference. Um, don't go rogue. I know that medical team, I know a lot of people are frustrated with their medical teams and feel like they don't get it and um, don't like prioritize getting off the tube enough. But, um, you know, I am part of a medical team. So, uh, you know, we do always have your child's best interest in mind and um, just, you know, try to, Work with your team, and mm-hmm. um, I think that when it's a reasonable plan and it's safe, they will support you. Um, and having a team like Thrive, who's going to work with your team, makes a big difference versus like a
1: you know someone that's not going to contact them at all and just go mm-hmm. rogue. So, and I think one of the things that just one lesson, if I could put words in your mouth too, is that trust. Mm-hmm. Joe, you know, when the, because I think you said that earlier too. And I think that, um, it's not, maybe it's just wrapping up the medical team and Joe too, Mm -hmm. is it's not all on your shoulders. Right. Does that make sense at all?
0: Yeah. No. And it it definitely had to be when it was right for Joe. Mm -hmm. You know, it was, I didn't enjoy any part of it, but there was a time when he really needed those two beats as terrible as it was for me. (laughs) Like he needed those. And, um, you know, like learning what was going on with him and what he needed and when he was safe and able to do it himself, that he could do it.
1: Yeah, I love that. Um, Maggie, thank you so much for hanging out with me this morning and for talking with me. And then um, when this is all over, we'll meet up and- we'll go to Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, I love that. All right, be safe, be well, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks. All right, Bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Tube to
0: Table Podcast. Every week we're going to share our show notes at ThriveWithSpectrum.com. In the show notes, you can find a summary of what we discussed and links to all the resources that we mentioned. Also, you can visit us on social media. On Instagram and Facebook, we can be found at Thrive with Spectrum, and on Twitter, you can find us at Thrive with SP. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us on social media and let us know if you have any input or any topics that you'd really like to see us address. We'll be back next week.